Hey, you're listening to Just Say the Word. I'm your host, Erin Sanchez, and this is a storytelling podcast. In every episode, you'll hear a story from me or my guests from around the world. Then we'll encapsulate a key lesson from that story in just one word you can apply in your own life or business. If you're an entrepreneur looking to get inspired and make your mark on the world, you're in the right place. Your story is your legacy, and I want to help you tell it better. Visit candidlyerin.com for more writing, communications, and personal branding advice. Hey everyone, I have a super special guest today. I have Dr. Summer Watson. She's not only a uh, collaborator on projects and um, someone who I've been on her podcast and I've guest hosted her podcast, but also I consider her a great friend and um, I know we're going to have to cut this podcast short because we could go on and on. Um, Thank you, Summer, for joining today. Well, thank you, Erin, for having me on your podcast today. Yeah, no, tell everybody really quickly, because I definitely didn't do justice to all that you do. Tell everybody a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I so appreciate you, Erin. You know, we just always have so much fun together, and I learn a lot from you. So again, thank you for having me on your podcast. Of course. Okay, well, I am, uh, I have a background, uh, in human services. So I have a master's in human services. I have a doctorate in clinical psychology, but I also have, you know, I've written a book that's going to be released here in a couple of days. It's on pre-order right now and you can order that, but it's going to be out there in two days. I'm so excited. Woohoo! It's so good. So we'll talk (laughs) more about that at the end for sure. Thank you, Erin. And then I am also a strategic empowerment coach. So, you know, coaching people, uh, talking to them, you know, strategizing, doing some really good work there, uh, doing some speaking as well as doing podcasting myself. I have the Core Women Podcast. That is a company that I run, my strategic empowerment company for women. And I also make films, documentary empowerment women films. So I... There's so much that I've done this year. So there, there I am. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely stay busy. You're always putting out great stuff. So of course, at the end of this podcast, we're going to let everybody know where they can connect with you and learn more about those projects. But um, for now, and thank you for sharing that. And for now, we're going to just dive right into your story because I know your story starts when you were very, very young. So let's just dive right into that. Okay, sure. Well, Yeah, my story starts when I was really young, but I have to go back, you know, because that story actually started with another woman in my life, and that's my mom. And when she, when she had my brother, she was 17. And when she had me, she was 19. And so she was a young mom living in Los Angeles with my father. And, you know, just young. And she had this little girl and this little girl kept getting sick and that was me and and she kept getting sick and she'd take me to the doctors and the doctors would send her away just saying oh she's got the flu she's got the flu you know don't worry about it she'll get better and my mom's like no it's not just the flu let me tell you it's more than that you know and they would send her away again and again she was young and you know she didn't know really where to turn and and she said but a little baby doesn't you know, a little baby like her, they have that sweet baby breath and that's not what's happening with her. You know, it smells like something's curdling inside her. And 
they'd be like, nah, she's fine. Well, finally it got to a point when I was six months old where I went into a coma. And when I went into that coma, my mom was faced with, I've got to now take my baby to the hospital, to the emergency room, and I have got to make them listen to me. So she ended up rushing me to the hospital room, you know, the emergency hospital room. And they took me because she's like, you've got to see my baby. My baby is not, you know, she's not responding. And they took me and they took me into exploratory surgery. And to come to find out, I had a hole in my small intestine and all the food that I was eating was going through that hole. And so what happened was I became septic and the, it poisoned my blood essentially. And I went into a coma. Oh my gosh. And, and this my, started when you were, I'm sorry, how, how old when she first started noticing like newborn? Newborn pretty much. Yeah. Newborn a few months in maybe. And, and she kept taking me to the doctor and kept it. And, and crazy enough, you know, she, she said, Summer, you know, the strange thing about you as a child, even though you were so sick, you would smile, you would laugh, you you didn't cry very much. And she said, so people would think, well, what, you know, what's wrong with her? I mean, she she she's doing well, but she's not thriving, but she's happy. And, you know, and my mom said, you were always a happy baby. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even through sepsis. Oh my gosh. So I'm in the hospital. At that point, I have multiple surgeries. Finally, the doctors turn to my mother and they say, you know what? There's really nothing we can do for her. And she's just not getting to the point where we need her to get. And, you know, my mom left the room and she was just devastated. And she, she but she had faith. And she was a woman of faith and she had faith and it was kind of in the sixties and she was also a hippie, you know, so she was like this crazy hippie woman with a lot of faith. Right. And so she comes back in the room and the doctors are around the crib. They they're holding hands and they're praying. And my mom says, what's going on? And they said, well, this is, this is the last gift we can give her. Like we, we can only pray around her, her crib, you know? And she said, I get it. Okay, thanks. You know, and she said it was the most amazing moment because you never, you, you would just never see that today, you know, and she said it was just something that kind of blew her away. And, you know, she's like, Summer, you, you were pull, you started to pull through, like you started to get better. And she's like, and she's like, you, you, you she goes, so I, t I called you my miracle baby, you know, and, and so, you know, ever since then, you know, I've had issues same issues as I was growing up with my stomach. So I had to have surgery, you know, at different times in my life when I was five, when I was eight, when I was 13, when I was, you know, and it caused other issues where I couldn't have children. I had to have a hysterectomy because adhesions were constricting my, my organs, my fallopian tubes, my, you know, so I ended up having to have lots of surgeries as I grew up. And again, I really believe from that point when I was six months old until to where I am now, there is a, a purpose. And I've always confronted challenges with, despite the difficulty with, I'm going to make this, I'm going to, I'm going to be fine. You know, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to figure out a way to overcome, you know, I'm going to figure out a way to achieve my goals. And so you know, when we were talking about my story, that's the story. Like, that's where it begins for me. 
and and finding my purpose. Like I think I've always had a purpose. I've always had this learned and innate resilience, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just something within me where I like to laugh. I know that it will overcome things. Don't get me wrong. I get scared. <laughs> sure, of course. Yeah. yeah we all we all fear, but I also figured out like I got to do something like there, there's something in me that just drives me Mm -hmm. and I'm happy a lot of the times. And I really love to laugh. Like I believe laughter brings me joy just as much as it brings other people joy. You know what I mean? So it's to be around people who like to laugh, to give, you know, to help inspire or, you know, support their courage. That's what I like to do. And that's kind of my passion. And I know at a, all the challenges, you know, that I've been through that I will persevere, that I will overcome. Mm-hmm. That I love that origin story. I mean, partly because since we're talking to you, we know it ends happy. And so, because otherwise, right, that's, that's such a scary story, which I'm sure your mom at the time, she, you know, she obviously didn't know it was going to end happy. So I can't even imagine what your mom was going through. Um, I mean, even with my, like you, I, I don't have kids. And so even when my dogs have surgery or something, I'm like, oh my God, are they going to survive? You know, like everything that could go wrong and I'm devastated over dogs. So just imagine, right. you know, how your mom was feeling, but what a great story to sort of frame the way that you live the rest of your life. I love that. Thank you so much for, for sharing that summer. Absolutely. Um, and I know from the time we've spent together, you are always laughing and smiling, even when, <laughs> when things are hard. Um, <laughs> and you know, I can get a little like ah, crazy and goofy and, you know, and I, and I enjoy that, you know, you, you've been around me enough now to know. <laughs> and you know, I'm the same way. So it's oh, totally fine. Yeah. We are on the yeah, same. We, we bond, you know, because <laughs> we have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's how it should be. And I think like maybe it is, um, you know, it comes back to what you've described, you know, perseverance and resilience and these things, because, you know, that's been a theme for me too, is, you know, I even started a hashtag, which I should probably revive, um, despite my history. And it's this idea that when you've had hardships, when you've gone through challenges, um, you can use those to become stronger, you can use those as lessons. And that's kind of what inspired this podcast, to be honest, you know, so I love that. Um, So let's look at that word perseverance. So perseverance is defined as persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. So since you started in that place and you kind of, you know, ascribe to this um, way of living and kind of, you know, all aspects of your life, what are some of the things, like, how has this helped you as, like, on your entrepreneurial journey? Because we all know perseverance is super necessary when we're entrepreneurs. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm going to go back just a little, well, I'm going to go back to, let's say, 2004. And it was when I was going through my doctor doctoral program and at that time <laughs> i can i feel like i could overcome pretty much anything and at that time though medically i wasn't doing the greatest so they found a lump in my breast they found you know growths in my ovaries near my ovaries 
And all this start, stuff started like just coalescing. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm at the tail end of my, my doctorate. I'm going to have to like, you know, have this lump followed. Now they're suggesting I'm going to have to have surgery. And on top of that, maybe a full hysterectomy. So as I'm in the hospital and I'm in the hospital from the bed, working on my dissertation, because this is the, the caveat to this. I know that I'm gonna move overseas with my husband, who was a Marine at the time, in just a matter of months. So if I didn't finish that dissertation and I didn't have my review before I left, I would be flying back to the state and that states, and that's just that just wasn't gonna happen. Like it was gonna happen, but I didn't want to have it work out that way, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm in the hospital bed, I'm trying to work on this, I go into surgery. The next thing I know, you know, they have me right before surgery fell at this where I'm like, if we have to you know, conduct a full hysterectomy, hysterectomy or a, you know, a partial hysterectomy, please sign this form because that's something that we might have to do. Well, I get out of surgery and sure enough, they did the full hysterectomy. I'm in surgery for seven hours. There are four surgeons in there. They're pulling away the adhesions that have amassed like over the years. And that's, that's the reason why I've had to have surgery and surgery and surgery. Because when I grew, the adhesions grew within mm. me, right? Mm -hmm. And so this particular surgery, my doctor, my original surgeon, she was like mid, like at the beginning of the, the onset of the surgery, I had to call an oncologist surgery. She brought two of her residents in. So there were four of them in there, just, you know, slowly killing away stuff. Seven hours later, they say, yeah, you came through this, thank God, you know, but never again. Well, anybody, you don't want anybody to go inside you like that, you know? So that's why we had to do the hysterectomy. Well, needless to say, I'm in the bed and I have no hormones at this point, like of my own that are, you know, like we normally have, like in relation to, you know, your female hormones and such. And so I'm just like kind of all over the scale emotionally. Oh, I so, bet. You know, I've got this patch on me that's supposed to regulate my hormones. You know, I'm like, what is happening? And on top of that, my, you know, I'm having to be attend to my professors. So honestly, when I go back to 2004 to 2005, emotionally, it was such a strain on me. You know, and people were asking me, "How are you going to get through your doctorate?" And I said, mm -hmm. "I'm going to do it. I'm I'm going to do it." regardless. And, and yet there were things that I couldn't do. It was, I didn't want to listen to the news. I didn't want to, I couldn't have all that outside what uh, noise, so to speak, you know, because at that point I had to put all of my energy and focus into my doctorate and getting through that because I knew we were going to be moving soon. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, when you go back to, I, I, I return over and over and over again to perseverance. Again, persistence and doing something despite of difficulty, right? Yeah, no, um, I can't even imagine because uh, you know that I had at one time considered pursuing my PhD, but I stopped at master's because I was like doing a thesis even with, you know, a master's thesis with even some of the autoimmune stuff that I have, right. which I haven't even had, you know, surgeries or anything to the level that you've experienced. And even just that moodiness and feeling down or even like a spat, like with my husband while you're like working on, I mean, those things can just derail you or throw you off or, you know, so easily. So I can't even imagine the perseverance it takes to be working on a dissertation 
after that, uh, it's mind boggling. So <laughs> well, kudos to you. Thank you. And it was, and it was through all that, that I, you know, again, I go back to, I go back to those, that resiliency, that perseverance, knowing that there's something that's innately in me that has always been there where I, I think I attached to the, my mother's words where she said, you know what, Summer, you are always smiling. You are always laughing, even when you didn't feel great. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, you know, we can't ask for help because absolutely ask for help, you know, ask for help, recognize what's going on. But for me, it was like, I just, I knew that my drive would get me through, you know, like when I have something going on and I have a project to do, I'm not getting up out of my darn seat until that thing is finished. Yeah. (laughs) And that, that's also like just such a great work ethic because I'm like, "Hmm, what else could I do? Like scrub my refrigerator? Uh, (laughs) I'm a procrastinator. That's my nature. But I wanted to say something really quickly because I know for our listeners, I want to touch on this because I know that you and I were just talking about everybody's different. And so I don't want people to think that you're, cause I know this is not where you're coming from. They don't need to smile through everything. Like no. we can feel our feelings. We can have those moments. This is just who you are and the way that you cope and right. So I just want right. to touch on that because I know oh. you and I have spoken about that before. Brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. And thank you for touching on that because even with my clinical background, I know that we all experience our journeys very differently. We all have different coping mechanisms. The thing that is most important to me and to get across today is hone your coping mechanisms, learn new coping mechanisms, utilize those coping mechanisms. And if you don't recognize or know what they are, figure it out, you know, because those are some of the things that we are we all have challenges, right? Mm-hmm. We all have challenges. And there are days I have been with my husband since I've been 17 years old. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you I'm 50 years old today. So, <laughs> not today, yeah. but I'm 50 right. years old now. And, you know, yes, we've been apart since, yeah, I went to undergrad and he stayed at home and, you know, we did different things and then we got married in 94. But let me tell you, sometimes there are days where I revert back to that 17-year-old and let me tell you, those coping mechanisms go straight out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. (laughs) I'm picking up what you're putting down. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, okay, get yourself back together, Summer, because you're not a 17-year-old right now. But you know (laughs) Yeah. So so we all have our moments. You know, I'm saying, you know, we're all human, but you know, once you do have, you know, some refined coping mechanisms, it's so helpful and yeah. it'll get you through the hardships. And the more that you use them, the more you're, you, you will persevere, you know, and, and, and this is the thing. And you mentioned it earlier on in the interview, Aaron, and it's something about, you know, when we use, when, when we experience things, regardless if they're good, bad, otherwise they're to be celebrated. And why? Because you gain wisdom from each experience you have. Mm -hmm. And that wisdom is not failure. That wisdom is knowledge that you can bring forth and apply to your life, to what you're doing, both personally and professionally. So never think that every experience, whether you in the moment think it's a difficult or utterly challenging experience, you're going to come out of it with some wisdom. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're, 
you're preaching the format of this podcast. I love it. I, and this is why you and I are so aligned on every, we're always like, yes, exactly. But if people right. could just hear how often we scream exactly at each other. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. So as, as I, as I bring this forward, right. In a, into our discussion today, you know, and I started back in 2004, I want to tell you, you know, that it, all that, that stuff, those challenges that, you know, the, it has created wisdom, which now I can apply to core women. So for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So, and I didn't mean to derail you either. No, so I'm sorry about that, but okay, good. Um, so yeah, all. so let's, so I know, cause we've talked about that too. And it's so hard for me because I'm like, I know there's so many different parts to your story. So I'm like, where do I, like, yeah. where do I like go next? But so, you know, it started when you were really young, you, you know, had that, I know there were other hardships like throughout your childhood sure. that you've talked about, then the PhD and now, yeah, let's get into core women. So when did you start core women? It's been about a year, just over a year, just over a year, just over a year ago. And, you know, I, I've amassed all of this, like this knowledge and through life experience you know, we've talked before, before this podcast and we've hung out. So, you know, you know, some of my family history and I know some of your family history. And again, that's another reason why we, I think we get along because we understand, you know, that we've both been through hardships, but we've used those hardships and we've gained wisdom from those hardships. And it wasn't fun going through any of that as we grew, but truly we made it, you know, we've come through it and, and that's a blessing, you know, and, and, um, for me. And I just, you know, when I, when I, about a year or so ago, I thought to myself, what am I doing? You know, I, I've worked in clinical settings. I've helped people who are suicidal, homicidal, homicidal, gravely disabled. I've assessed them. I've done intakes. I've done therapy. I've done lots of different things. I've worked in nonprofit, but at this point, you know, I'm, I'm doing some reflection. I'm thinking I'm 50 and, or before I was 50, what am I doing? What do you want to do, Summer? And I've been a military wife for over 20 years and we moved and we got up and we moved and we got up and we moved and we moved overseas. And so uh, a lot of times I couldn't get the tenure where I wanted to get tenure or I couldn't stay where I wanted to stay because we were moving. And I don't mind, you know, I was in support of my husband's career and what he wanted to do. So, you know, more power to that, right? So through all of that, I just was thinking at this point, what do I want to do? And yeah, definitely time, you know, time to ask yourself what, uh, prioritize yourself a little bit. Right, prioritize yeah. myself, but also do something that was just, that filled my soul. So Absolutely. I took a break. I went to California and I thought I'm going to get together with some of my girlfriends that I've known since we've been 18 years old and I wanted to get together with them and it was just a handful of us and we hung out and I sat around, we played games, we talked, we laughed, we just bonded. And I thought as I was looking around, watching them talk and laugh and just bond, does every woman have this? Does every woman have a unique place where they can call home, where their soul is filled with happiness, with fulfillment, with just, with connectedness with other women. And so from that is where Core Women began. I, so. I'm sorry, I just love that story because as you know, I have that 
that little group of women who I, you know, consider, well, you know, Catherine, right. But I have this group of women and it's getting bigger now, even though they're not all, you know, connected with each other necessarily, where I have these little clusters of really good, close friends that I can just share with. We can so I love, I love what you're doing and I love the, um, the origin story, especially because it's, it's inspired by your actual, right? Like this is what you have, you know, it's important. Um, okay. So go ahead. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say, yes, I do have it. However, one of my best friends growing up was my mom. And Mm -hmm. so my mom took a detour. She took her own personal life journey detour and it wasn't the healthiest detour so the best friend that I, I had, you know, when I left the home, my home out of high school, I kind of lost her. And because she went on her own, you know, path, so to speak. Right. And that path was not one that I wanted to be involved with. That path did not include me. She made choices that just didn't include me. And so um, at that point, I was like, what? I felt really lost. So when I, I look back on that, I thought, my God, somebody who was my, you know, part of my foundation that I connected with, I laughed with, I just, I lost her. And, and I thought to myself, that's what I mean about core women. Core women is, is something where I join, bring women together, where I communicate with women through the podcast, through the documentary films that I make, empowerment films that I make, through the seminars, through the talks that I have, bringing them together so that I can meet them and maybe we can create a bond, but also bringing them together with other women where they can also create a bond, where they feel like they have a unique home again, where their hearts and souls are filled by being around other women. And so there's always room to grow what I call your core women group. And core women as you probably know already, Erin, is an acronym. It, it's, it's spelled with a K. So I thought to myself, like, you know, your core, but I wanted to spell it differently. I wanted to spell it with a K. And I wanted it spelled that way because when I was thinking about this, I thought, we are all going so fast today, but how do we kinetically connect with one another through our movement, through our actions? And then how do we oh, organically grow or learn from one another? And then the R is how do we reshape our lives through diverse interaction with each other? And then the E is how do we energize one another to promote change? I love that. I'm a, I'm a word nerd, so I'm like a sucker for acronyms. So I've always <laughs> loved that. <laughs> so there you are. There, there, there you have it. You know, it's, it's really, you know, through my journey, I've come back and created something that I absolutely treasure. I absolutely love and I'm able to give back and I'm able to be creative. I'm able to utilize my knowledge and my skill set that I went to school for, um, that I've gained throughout my journey, my personal and professional journey, and apply it to core women as a coach as a filmmaker, as a podcaster. Sorry, I keep, (laughs) sorry. Um, This is how we always are, right? I know. No, um, I'm glad you pulled back though and kind of explained that because yes, you have these, these women, these friends that you went and visited that kind of inspired this. But the thing that I found, um, and you probably have too, is well, certain friends of mine 
will always be friends, but they may not care about the ins and outs of my business who I really want to have people to talk about with that or with this other thing, or who knows how your, um, your friend circle kind of shifts over time. And that doesn't mean we have to pull away from anyone or, you know, God forbid something bad happened to, you know, our closest friends. But I love that you have a place where women can go find that, where it's, it's, it's literally organized for that purpose. So if they need somewhere to connect with other people on a particular um, niche or need in their life or whatever, maybe they can find it there, you know, because maybe their current circle, even if they're good friends, doesn't quite meet that or have it. So I think it is important, like you said, to, because I do have friends who I love them. I'll always go, you know, hang out with them and spend weekends with them or whatever, but I can't go into some of the topics that I can, for example, with you now. Right. You know? Oh, totally. Um, so Ex- yeah. I'm going to say it again. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Aaron, you know, it is exactly like what you just said. You know, I, I'm going to say this, it's, it's a reiteration of what you just said, but there, there are people that may not experience what entrepreneurship is, and it is difficult. Mm -hmm. And so when you have some, you have a network of friends to bounce things off of, you know, you each come with a different set of skills. So when we as entrepreneurs can talk about things and care about, I care about what you're doing, Erin, you care about what I'm doing. We have ideas that we can bounce off each other we can grow, we can become more enlightened, go, aha, what a great support system. And now we have a bigger core group of women, right? And so we're, we're growing through our journey professionally, emotionally, in, in many different aspects. And we, and this, our, our, our pool is growing. So it's awesome. Totally awesome. And to bring it back to your word, it, we can help each other persevere because oftentimes that's where sometimes we need that little boost or we need to bounce an idea just to get, I'm not talking about, you know, external validation of like who we are or anything, but like, right. Hey, is this a good idea? Or is this just been rattling around in my head all weekend for, you know, like just, we come up with some ideas work as entrepreneurs, some don't, but it's great to get sort of, um, an outside sort of um, boost objective. or yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just have someone else. Yeah. yeah. And, sure. and that's, that's totally, you nailed it. You nailed it. I, I really can't expand on it anymore because you just nailed it. And that's exactly what, you know, that's what we do for each other. And I love it. And so through core women, you get people, you know, who are in my films or on my podcast where they just, after they've talked or after they've, express themselves or after, after they've talked about their journey and they're in a room full of women who are part of the film that I'm making. Now they've got a connection with another woman that's close by. Now they've got a new part, a new network or other women that can be part of their, their network. And so it just in the last year, I can't believe how it's grown. And yes, getting back to the word, you know, we persevere. We persevere by being, you know, by broadening our, our understanding of the world, by broadening, you know, our, our core group, by just being open. And we can persevere because 
they, we become more enlightened. We exchange ideas. We are able to, you know, um, just get beyond something that might be challenging and we create more of our focus and purpose together. And it's so enriching. It's so, it's so much fun. I love what I'm doing. Yeah. And and, and I love what you're doing. And I think like, you know, just talking about, because perseverance and sort of this networking aspect of what you do go so hand in hand, because when we, like, if I'm, a lot of people listen to podcasts to get motivated, right? And so if they're hearing all of these amazing women on your podcast, or they're seeing them in these films, and they're like, hey, that really inspires me, or I got an idea from that, or if she can do it, I can do it, or hey, I'm going to follow this person. Because, you know, I'm not about vanity metrics on social media about the following, but our networks and our social networks grow when we get to connect with other people who you've introduced to me who I may not have heard of before and then they follow me too and I'm following them and maybe we have ideas to exchange and that helps us to continue growing and moving forward because you never know this is something I've preached on so many times you never know who your network knows you never know where your network could take you and where you can take them right Um, absolutely absolutely and you know I I talk about you know queer women and but I work with you know, I work with a lot of men too, you know, so, yeah. you know, and you, you and I both have mutual relations where we, we work with those people, you know, other men. And so it's like, I am constantly all about supporting other people and either men or women, but I did create this group core women, because when I sat around that room and I thought to myself, how special that time was and what I could do with it. I had no idea I would create films. No idea. I knew that I wanted to get this out there and you know, hear other women's stories and create something that was inspirational, something where we talked about strategy, we talked about wisdom, and that's where the podcast came from. Now, almost you know, over 60 episodes into it, in just a year, it's fantastic because now, there's 60 episodes where I feature 60 different women who are talking about their strategies, who are talking about networking, who are talking about their core groups, who are talking about perseverance and resiliency, you know? And now those 60 episodes are episodes where I can go back to and go, hmm, that's interesting strategy. Maybe I'll use that strategy today, you know? Mm-hmm something they said really resonated with me which many of them do and many of their stories are just so impacting you know so like yours and I hope people go back and listen to your story on my podcast and you know when I look at it and it just being over a year and all that I've accomplished even with you know some challenges I still feel like I've persevered you know what I mean oh for sure and and you've got the book yeah. <laughs> and that <laughs> that was, I'm sure, a labor of love and a lot of perseverance. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about the book, if you want to. I mean, it's okay. Um, but I don't know if you want to share the story of how that came about or just a, more about like what it is, maybe how it can help other people persevere, oh. however you want to frame okay, that up. So- I will just talk about the book rather than going into, you know, the story about how it came about, because, 
you know, that's, that's a story for another day, maybe, you know? And, um, so the book is called F. Yeah. It's actually the, um, the actual full word, F, F word, um, F. Yeah. Get real with strong language. And it is a very unique book and it's, it's not a clinical book. It is a self-help book though. And it's a strategic guide to understanding your personal beliefs. So we thought that we would take the idea of strong language and pose that up against how you view, how you view it, but also have it challenge you in thinking about your own personal beliefs and values. So basically, you know, what we're saying is, why do you use strong language the way you use it? Why don't you use strong language? How have you been taught to use strong language? And well, as you go through this book, because it's not just about strong language, it's about personal growth. So as you go through this book, you'll do a lot of self-exploration. And as you do that self-exploration, you'll gain new skills and new ideas about why you believe in what you believe in, why you value certain things. And it'll give you a, a clear idea of what your personal beliefs and values are. And we're asking you, get an idea of what your personal beliefs and values are. Because those, once you have that foundation, you have an understanding of what your values are, it'll help really drive your life in a more positive way that you can, you'll be able to embrace your life even more so than you do today just because you'll have a clear idea of what values you do live by. And that means that once you have that clear idea, those are gonna be things that drive you personally and professionally, because you might be in a job right now that doesn't align with your values. And honestly, when you look at that, are you really gonna stay with something that doesn't align with your values? Probably not. So what I would say is take a look at that, take a look at your values, check out the book, F yeah, you know, get real with strong language and see what type of self-exploration you can do. Really get a good grasp on what your personal values and beliefs are. So that's the gist of it. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I've read it and I love it. And I think one of the things that I want people to know too, is it's really fun and accessible. And the reason I think that's important is because when I'm reading a, well, any kind of book, but I love self-help and personal development and all that. When I'm reading those, I don't want to, I want like anecdotes. I want to see how it's applied. And I think you um, and Sheila did a really good job with that in the book. So I highly recommend it. Um, And people can find it on Amazon, right? Yeah. And Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. And Barnes and Noble. Perfect. And we tried, you know, we really tried, you know, to make it you know, like you said, accessible, something that's going to be a fun read, something that's not too long, but something that's packed with a lot of value that will allow you to do a lot of self-exploration because every chapter has questions. Every chapter, you know, at the end of the chapter, there is a um, some different worksheets. I mean, it's it's just, it's amazing how much we got into a, a short book. You know what I mean? So Yeah, no, it's great. And and I think you're 100% on not only with, and, and I only mention this because I think a lot of my listeners will really appreciate um, thinking about how when you know your values, and I think you know your book is such a great place to start exploring that, when you know your values, you also know how to communicate it 
in your, um, well, your communications, whether you are an entrepreneur, which most of my listeners are, right? Or whether you're looking for a job or whatever, when you know your values, you can communicate them and connect with your ideal audience, your ideal employer or whatever. So I only bring that up because it's such a nice kind of go between what you do and what I do. And it's so, so important. Oh my God, such great points, Erin. I love it that you brought that up because you're absolutely right. To know what your values are, you're going to be able and more equipped to better communicate your beliefs. You know, what you, you know, if, if their philosophy or their mission aligns with who you are. Exactly. And if you, if they don't, or if it doesn't, then take a step back and say, hmm, am I making the right decision for me? Yep. 100%. You know? Ah. Oh, so there's so much we've gone through. <laughs> I know. You, Aaron. <laughs> you and I are like, oh, yes, so good. So good. No, I love it. Um, Summer, this is so awesome. And I know we could go on and on right. forever, um, which you'll definitely have to come back and be a guest again. I know I've, there's, there are some other people who I'm like, oh, we've got to do a, a you know, round two. Right. Um, but let's, is there anything I want to make sure that we're not missing? Is there any other sort of messages you want to drive home? Maybe it's a, a tip for our listeners about how they can start. Um, Cause I know you talked about coping me- mechanisms, but like, how can right. they persevere more or better? Or I, I don't know if you want to drop some words of wisdom there. Okay. Well, What I would say is, you know, we realize this. First of all, don't compare. And I've always said this to people, both professionally and, you know, just friends. Never compare yourself to others. Because one, we don't know what's happening in their lives behind the scenes, right? And and it doesn't really matter because you have a journey to go on. And that journey is really important and recognize it for what it is. And also recognize the wisdom that you gain from every situation that you're confronted by, both good and maybe not so good. Because from that, those situations, you bring wisdom, you gain knowledge, you gain nuggets of, of, of information that you can take with you and apply to your life both personally and professionally. So never, one, never compare yourself to others because what what we're representing or what people represent may not be what is really happening behind the scenes. And what they may represent might be, but you know what? You've got your own journey to live. So make sure you live it, you recognize it, you stay present, you be in the moment, and always, always, as you're going through that journey, do some self-reflection, understand, you know, the value that comes out of out of the various situations in your life that you've been confronted by that are happy, celebratory, or challenging. And then also share that wisdom. Don't keep it. Share your knowledge. Share your wisdom because that's a gift that you may be giving to somebody. That's beautiful. And I, such great advice, of course. I would expect nothing less, but it, it always reminds me, and I'm not going to say it because I'll butcher it, but there's a <laughs> quote on... Mulan, the Disney movie, <laughs> where he talks about the the flower that that blooms in adversity, I think um, is the most beautiful of all. And mm. I always took that to, to heart. I loved it because my story like yours has all of these 
you know, bumps in the road and hardships. And I think, you know, it's really important to not compare, like you said, to not compare your, like we all bloom. I always felt like a late bloomer in so many ways, but we all bloom at different, at different rates, you know, and, and we just can't compare because no two lives, no two, you know, experiences are the same. So wonderful words. Thank you. And I just want to add one last thing. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get caught up, especially entrepreneurs and those of us who use social media, which is, you know, a good majority of, you know, I'm sure of the listeners here, um, that we get caught up in what we see, you know, and what we think people are presenting is the truth. Uh (laughs) And what you know very well is lifestyle marketing, right? And, or where there's many people who have 50,000 likes. But do we know really that, you know, yes, they may have gotten those likes because people love them and that's great, superb. What if they got those likes because they purchased those likes? Yep. So there again is don't compare yourself. You know, if you have a goal, figure out how to reach that goal, you know, and think about the steps to how you're going to put action behind your dreams. I'm, I'm... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. This again, this is what we do. Um, no, I'm glad. I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I was thinking that as you were saying it too, is it's especially important when you're in the online business world to keep that top of mind because there's a lot, there are really successful people out there and yes, like let's use them to inspire us or, you know, to help us, you know, want to reach or stretch a little more or whatever, but there's also just know that there's a lot of phony online, you know, and um, so it just, just doesn't do any good to compare. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Thank you. And you know, it's, and like we, like you said, we could go on and on, but I'm going to mention one more thing. So I just made a post and it's called run your own race. And I talk about this. I, it's a one minute post. And I say, basically, you know, we are all aware of what other people are doing, but the race isn't external. The race is internal. The race is like, what, what do you want to achieve? So don't look to your left. Don't look to your right for validation. Don't look, you know, to somebody else to, you know, compare yourself to look at yourself. And if you have a dream, figure out, strategize, figure out what that is and what action you can take, you know, and put your intention out there in the world and what action you can take to make that dream a reality. And there in all of that, you will persevere. So. Perfect. Perfection as usual somewhere. <laughs> um, Dr. Watson, I always feel so funny. I'm like, um, so I love it. And if people want to see those amazing posts, because you are constantly, you know, putting great stuff on social, tell everyone, you know, a few of the different places where they can find you. Okay, great. So they can go to my core women Facebook page. They can go to my core women Instagram page and they can also go to my core women Twitter page. So, and then you can also find me at www.corewomen.com. And again, that is with a K. So, yes, I was going to mention that too. All of her (laughs) social handles are core women with a K Um, and also on LinkedIn. I know I have a lot of connections Ah, on LinkedIn who um, are podcast listeners. So you can find um, Dr. Summer Watson on LinkedIn. Just use the search. I'm sure you'll be the first one to pop up. Um, Thank you. Oh, go ahead. I think it's Summer D. Watson. Just Summer D. Watson. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So thank you very much.
No, thank you for being on. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and sharing with us. I cannot wait to um, share this with, with everyone. And yeah, just thank you so much. Thank you. It was a joy being here with you. Awesome. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tell your friends. If you want to learn better branding and communication skills or more about this podcast, please visit www.candidlyerin.com or just say the word podcast.com. You can also find me everywhere on social media at candidlyerin and make sure to use the hashtag just say the word in your social media posts so I can see your stories of resilience, transformation, and lessons learned because your story matters. Remember, your story is your legacy. Everybody has a story and the world should hear yours.